Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Come on, Shayla. Shayla. Hey, What's buddy. What's up? My Negro. Not she. Sorry that took so. Sorry that took so long, man. So you ran out of beers, and you thought you had six, and you only had one. That's no, no, no. No, no. I thought I had so many more. I I bought a six pack today. Then I thought I had more than what I actually had after that. Mm. But yeah, so I went and I went and grabbed like uh just like a Budweiser and Clamato juice. The Clamato Budweiser. Yeah, you ever had that? Yeah, why did you get that? Dude, I love tomato juice, man. Me too, dude. You ain't on any type of diet, man. Huh? You aren't on any type of diet. You say dude, I, don't play, I don't play diet games with beer, dude. That's point. All beer is bad for you. All beer is bad for you. Well, you're not paleo if you're going to be drinking that shit. No, I don't think any beer is paleo. Obviously, you want to drink the lowest carbs possible. Oh, I don't. I don't pay. I, we usually what we usually do is like calorie count. Mm. We try to eat yeah. like healthy. We try to eat like healthy stuff and then just calorie count. No, yeah, well, that's fine, I'm, dude. I'm not, not. I'm not ragging on you. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. You told me I know. you were paleo, and you. That's all. You. That's all. You might as well eat a. You might as well eat a large fucking pizza. <laughs> the way we grocery shop and cook is paleo. <laughs> That's what we basically. I got you, man. I got you. But I uh, no. When it comes to beer, because I usually buy dark beer, but but I don't drink every day. I don't drink every day. I usually drink for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, same here. But so yeah, well, what do you want to do this one? Do so you want to get? Into I got the a history full hour. Got a full hour. Yeah, the last one I just sent you, like, I forgot to edit the recording time, so it would have shut us off at 30 minutes. So I was like, fuck. Oh, good job, man. Good job being on point. Yeah, I'm glad I remembered. <laughs> we would have we got 30 minutes recording, that was it. Dude, because each time we start this shit, like, five minutes in, I'm, like, ready to burst in and be like, hey, dude, did you hit the, the record button? Yeah, now it's 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 good to go now. So, are we including off? this? Like we no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to cut this out. Prep. What's, no, what's gonna... the difference between this and the pre-show prep? I was going to cut that out, too. I was just going to leave in the parts. Uh, not the full first bit we did. I was going to cut it out, like, at, before the, the yawn and the alarm clock, I was going to cut all that out. It's not what you said in the previous hour. I was talking about the the when we were, like, bullshitting after that. about We were talking about something that was off topic before we got into it. And that's what I was talking about leaving in. Oh, wow. Yeah, I misunderstood you, obviously. Yeah. All right. Oh, no. Well, I don't think you should uh, edit this out. You want to leave this? Yeah. <laughs> just, so everybody can talk shit about my paleo? <laughs> my, no, it's good content. It's, it's just, we're just human beings, man. Good content. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? By the way, I like the, I like the stuff. I like the pictures you just posted. I'm not going to say what it's of, but I, I know who you are. And I like the picture you just posted. Yeah, I sent uh, Mr. Zachary a lot of National Socialist pictures with myself included in them. <laughs> Did you not get mine yet? No, I don't know what the hell is going on. What the fuck? Okay, well, I can we're done with... You, I, ha- I can tell you I have internet problems right now because the wife works from home and she has the high speed internet hooked up to the computer and the computer alone. So right now I'm only working with uh data, so that might be the issue. Mm. You might wake up with like eighteen pictures. Like just some recent pictures copies. No, I'll definitely give you a call after we're done and you can just explain the pictures to me. I'll put it in my mind. There you go. There you go. So we'll go ahead and start so for everybody uh, I posted on my VK. Uh, I'm doing live posting as we do this. Uh, the first hour was a good time. It was a lot of uh, just, you know, going off in tangents and talking about stuff. The second hour, though, is going to be about the history of the state. Uh, and, uh, I mean, if you want to learn about this, Bobby Lee is definitely the person to talk to about this. Uh, he's going to make me not – very not very many people make me feel stupid when I start to talk to him about certain things. But I feel that Bobby Lee is going to completely outshine me in the second hour because I, I, no, I pretty much no, just no, not a, no. You said you knew all the stuff, man. I said I knew all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have anything for the second hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll just you better make some shit up, dude. <laughs> just make some shit up, fucking. <laughs> What do you think so about you got... how the state was formed? Just just go, man, because uh, okay, so we'll start. I, I was lying to you. Mm. So here's been my understanding of how West Virginia became a state. We always knew that, I mean, like, uh, West Virginia wasn't created till the midpoint of the Civil War. Uh, we were part of Virginia, of course. And uh, what my understanding was, was because of the mountainous region, Neither side could win, like, decisive territory in this area. And what happened was the North was able to get more manpower into this area, and it pretty much became, like, an occupied territory. And then uh, pretty much all the all the men from West Virginia fought for the Confederacy, 
and well, because they're a part of Virginia. And while they were gone, uh, you know, the 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 government pretty much went behind their back and joined the union and succeeded from. Well, why do you think you have to remember, Zach, at the time, only men could vote. So who were the men left back to vote? The non Cowards. Yeah, cowards. Right, the soy boys, what we call soy boys now. You there? No, I, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good, and that's a good point. I mean, because we do got, we do got, like, and that's never talked about. Because at, at this time, only men could vote, and I can tell you, the men who were out on the battleground, killing and dying, weren't back home to vote. Uh, it was, it was a very wealthy, aristocratic. Uh, the same people who have never fought in any war, the families of the people who have never fought that have been making decisions. They voted to leave the South, and uh, and, and it's funny because if you drive through West, everybody always wants to call us the Yankees, but you will see nothing but Confederate flags, especially where I'm from, and there are tons of monuments in West Virginia, and every single one of them is to the Confederacy. Every single one. Uh, from the from the video I saw, I cannot say I'm 100% accurate or not, but from the video I saw. There are nine Confederate monuments in the state, uh, and zero for the Union. I've never seen a Union monument in West Virginia. But I definitely think uh, you have more of the talking points if you want to get into that. I feel like that. I explained how I, the way I interpreted the way the state was formed, at least. Yeah, you're you're not too far off base as far as that goes. Uh, give me a whole second. We're live, and we're recording live, folks, and stuff happens in people's lives to where, like, everything doesn't go right sometimes. I'm looking for my show notes. <laughs> well, I'll, while you do that, I'll talk. Uh, so, West Virginia, uh, of course, at the time it was Virginia, the home of Robert E. Lee. Uh, heavily, heavily, all the boys fought for the Confederacy because that's where we were part of. Uh, then, in this part of Virginia, Greater Virginia, it's very mountainous. Very, very. We live in the the heart of the Appalachian Mountains. So, pretty much from what I was taught was that neither side could gain a decisive victory in this region. So the North pretty much just overpowered the Confederates with men on the ground here and pretty much became like an occupied territory. Imagine, if you will, Palestine. So yeah. if, you're from West, if you're from West Virginia, we, we'd be Palestinians and shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, unfortunately, in all actuality, we are actually very like the Palestinians. And which is weird, because um, I'll say one thing real quick. Because uh, West Virginia has a heavy, heavy uh, history of Irish immigration. Uh, a, lot of they, a lot of them became mine workers. 
and uh, there were, a lot of them settled here because it looked, because West Virginia looked so much like Ireland. Mm. Uh, and it's kind of funny because the Irish, you know, Irish Republican movement had a lot of ties to the Palestinian Liberation Organization. <laughs> the R, the IRA. Yeah, they they uh they had a lot of ties with the PLO and Palestinian movements against Israel. I didn't uh, know that. Dude. Oh yeah, there's even like monuments in Ireland, in Northern Ireland, in like uh, graffiti and all kinds of stuff. They they've done it. They've been very open and supportive of uh, Palestine, and the, even the yeah. Irish in West Virginia. Yeah, the yeah, Irish like, man, and even the Irish in West Virginia. We are still like the Palestinians. <laughs> To be honest, man, I don't really know how I feel about that whole fucking shit. Uh, I've spent, I, I've done enough research uh, to where I just, it doesn't entrance me to do any more research because I, I'm at a stalemate. I'm 100% stalemated on that whole um, debacle. What do you think? I, how, I mean, how, well, how about you? Because, dude, I'm 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 of like majority English Anglo-Saxon ancestry, so obviously. And uh, however, on the other side, my mom's side, the family, she was majority Irish. So, but I, so yeah, I I definitely have skin in the game. But are I you talking about the, the IRA I, or the Palestinians? Yeah, <laughs> my mom's not fucking Palestinian. Well, you said the first. You said the Palestinian deal. Wow, my bad. Uh, I, I thought uh, we were on the same page. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I've done a lot of research into the IRA, the whole thing, and uh, here's how it's come down to today. I support the original IRA and its mission. Uh, so what happened was, you know, the English were in Ireland. They're ruling them. Uh, Extremely oppressive to the Irish. So, all of Ireland revolted. Well, as a peace deal, the Irish got Southern Ireland. The British the British had no control, and now they don't to this day, over Southern Ireland. That is the Republic of Ireland. It's its own separate country. Northern Ireland is still controlled by the British. So... What happens is you have a country split in half, and the reason the the British gave up Southern Ireland was because it was predominantly Catholic. They kept Northern Ireland because it had Protestant areas, but the Catholics in Northern Ireland still wanted to be a part of a greater Ireland. Mm-hmm. But where this there's a lot of background noise, but where this gets bad. Is uh the 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 political party for the IRA was a uh, Sinn Fein, which means ourselves alone, and they had became a, a, a like really neoliberal communist party. They uh they once stood for a. Uh, Irish nationalism, but now they're about refugees and all this stuff. They're, they even wanted to get rid of the Irish flag and replace it with the EU flag. So the 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 IRA, the political party that the IRA became, I don't support at all anymore. 
but right. I do support I do support the idea of Irish nationalism and combining Ireland as one country and no foreign government having power over it. And there's actually a new a new political party in Ireland where Protestants and Catholics are joining and throwing away their uh, religious leanings, and it's called the Irish Nationalist Party. And I think they have a lot of a lot of hope and a lot of uh, you know power, and especially in the upcoming elections. So I'm excited to see how that goes. But I'm very pro IRA like ideology, but I do not support whatsoever. Sinn Fein and the political party that evolved from it. I mean, because uh, they're just a, a, a communist-backed, very wow. neoliberal. Gary Adams has, that leads the Sinn Fein. He sold Ireland out, and mm. that's uh, it's a very weird situation there. But wow! See, there you go, man. That's why we all need each other, and we need to work as a community because you know all kinds of stuff about this subject. And I know all kinds of stuff about the origin of the state of West Virginia and how it's a illegitimate state. Yeah. Well, have you? Uh, did you find your show notes? Oh yeah, man. Well, we will get. Normally, people, when we get a little more evolved, and I, I'm working this a little better, I'll have some fun drops for you, like TRS. I'll have something like, you know. A nigger alarm or something, but we're we're not that edgy yet. We're not that edgy, and I don't have that technology yet. So you know we just. What I would like to do. Uh, from here on out, I'll make it easier on you because obviously, uh, if you ha- if you don't know fans, uh, Zach is the editor of the show. He's the one who puts it all together. All I have to do is shove and talk. But I'll make it easy on you, Zach. All you need is just to find the Hong Kong Kong clown world or some shit like that, and that's all. That's the only drop you'll ever need. It's just Hong Kong Kong or <laughs> clown music. No, two drops: Hong Kong Kong, and then the clown music. Sound good, brother? Sounds good for me. I think those would fit perfect. <laughs> have you seen the Simpsons episode where he's like, that's it, you guys have hold me back long enough, I'm going to clown college. <laughs> no. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now you will because you're going to Google it after you get off here. I will do. I will do. So, we've shitposted for a, for a minute, let's get into the history of West Virginia. In order to get in the history of West Virginia, we must first go back to the the abolitionist movement versus the border ruffians. And the border ruffians are most, for the main part, majority Southerners. And you have the abolitionist movement, for the most part, Northern Yankee. We can start uh that's near and dear to my heart as I live twenty minutes from Harper's Ferry about the John Brown 
subject. Last week we did the JQ. Second hour we're going to do the JB. First I want to say I was not raised in like a racially aware family, but we are, I've grown up, even my family have such a hate for John Brown. Like this guy was a mass like murderer of innocent people. No and I just shit. Go, really? Like right no, now. No, 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 fuck, I'm serious. Fuck John Brown. Fuck John. Dude, oh, dude. My, my, well, I was conceived in Harper's Ferry. That's where my parents used to live. And, uh, fuck John Brown. And <laughs> fuck John Brown. No, no, I was being definitely serious because, uh, I'm new to the area myself. So obviously the first thing I, I, if I meet someone, I don't ask them, what do you think of the John Brown race? Well, my family is very political, and uh, it's pretty split between uh, either like normie, normie liberal or normie Republican. No one's like really far out on either side in my family, but everyone pretty much has a everyone pretty much has a hate for John Brown. I will say that like uh. When I, I was sta- when I was in the army, I was stationed in New York, New York, and at Fort Drum, and they have a statue up in New York of John Brown, and like what? Yeah, like in his hometown, because that's where he's from, New York. And we were close I didn't to his hometown. Either. Yeah, and they have a statue of him, and like the whole time I was in the military, I wanted to go pull this fucking statue down, or like uh, put a noose around it because they hung his ass, but. It made me so mad they had a statue of this man. Because, like, I mean, he all he did was fuck. All he did was kill white people. <laughs> that was his. Uh, that was his goal and his agenda. And we will get into the raids uh, and his actual accomplishments uh, in the act of killing white people uh, very soon. But um, Zach, you probably know he was hung. And caught, he was caught and hung, and he hanged in the city of Charlestown, West Virginia, which is 10 minutes away from me. And I've seen the placards and the memorials to both the event and the participants. Yeah, I mean, because they also hung him with his sons, I believe. Uh, yes, during the uh, the raid on Harper's Ferry, uh, several of his family members' sons were killed during the raid. Yes, uh, do you want to get in and just uh, tell tell him like who John Brown was and what he did? Yeah, well, to to start off, um, obviously there's more to his life than I'm going to start off with, but John Brown made his name. Uh, in Kansas, what you guys probably learned in history class, if you're old enough, who knows what the hell they're teaching nowadays in history class, but if you're old enough, you learn that John Brown was part of Bleeding Kansas. And what Bleeding Kansas was, was you had the abolitionist movement, the people they called the Free Staters, who wanted to keep Kansas free. And now, as we were moving westward throughout the country, you had the South who wanted to keep the slave trade and and just keep the farming thing going. 
And you had the North who just wanted to have uh, a whole bunch of industries. Okay. Well, Kansas was now a new state, and you had, obviously, interests on both sides that wanted to uh, control the state. And uh, as you can imagine, if you've seen any Western movies, when you have a massive amount of people fighting for one value and the other, there's going to be a fight. What do you think about that, Zach? I agree. And uh, I think it's really odd that that's where he, you know, started from, then how he ended up here to do his infamous act. but I mean, I think what this can show, though, like it's it's always been. It wasn't a war against slavery. It was a war against whites and a white dominant society, and that's what it always has been, and uh, that's what it still is today. And uh, we're talking about a guy who you know said he uh, you know loved freedom. He loved freedom. He wanted everybody to be free. But what he did to to make this happen. Instead of like he didn't kill anybody that like he didn't even go after like slave owners, he just went and slaughtered a whole town of like innocent southern like of innocent you know West Virginians, what would have been Virginians at the time, women, children, just slaughtered them, burnt the town to the ground, uh, and uh, I think that's very telling of like this whole abolitionist movement, and, and all the way up to today and how it fits like the anti-white agenda. It doesn't matter if you're doing what they perceive to be as guilty or bad. You are from that stock, so therefore you are guilty. Let me tell you something, Zach. There is a bar right here in the heart of Charlestown, which I drive through every day to work. And don't get me wrong, the county of Jefferson and Berkeley, uh, Charlestown is in Jefferson County. I live in Berkeley. Which is right next to Jefferson is one percent uh on our side, but any time you get into a city for some reason, there's something about cities, the liberals just they flock to it. There's a bar, the only bar in the strip of Charlestown called Abolitionist Aleworks. They have tours for the John Brown raid. I've not yet to uh, partake in the tour, but I'm imagine myself one day paying the money and then just hoisting the Confederate flag throughout the door. Dude, I would drive up there and do that with you. <laughs> I know you would. Oh, yeah, I would, because, I mean, dude, I hate this fucker. I literally hate this fucker. Like, I hate John Brown. I hate him. And uh, like, dude, like uh, some of my best friends in the army were from were from Alabama, and they they knew all about him, and uh, they no died. Dude. Well, that's they good. died. Yeah, I mean, that means like our generation was at least taught the history, but uh, folks, the newer generation aren't being taught the same history that Zach and I and you probably know. We're they're not being taught. They're probably being taught that John Brown was like the Black Lives Matter movement leader or some shit. Yeah, uh, and I don't even understand how like even like the the left turned this guy into a hero. But then again, they turned Che Guevara into a hero. So you know, you can you can kill you can kill innocent people, 
but only as long as you accept the Jewish dick in your ass. And if you do that, you can kill a lot of people, and we'll still give you a platform. That's right. But, yeah, so, anyway, John Brown comes in, he conspires with his sons and a couple other family members. They're going to do a raid and, like, occupy town, like, to end slavery. They go into Harper's Ferry. They kill people, burn it down, all this stuff, start the little rebellion. It gets squashed. Him and his family get arrested. By who? By who? That I don't know. And Jeb Stewart, folks. Robert E. Lee and Jeb Stewart were the one who, or the leaders who squashed John Brown's raid. I do not know that. We need to go back a little bit to the Bleeding Kansas episode. John Brown's raid started a few years earlier, roughly uh, 1857, maybe 56, when Bleeding Kansas was really hitting off. Those of you who are history fans, like myself, know that in the Kansas Senate, there was a beating of a liberal, what they called back then, abolitionist, of Preston or Charles Sumner by Preston Brooks, which who was at the time, and so they died, a border ruffian or fire eater, they were later to be called. Fire eaters, later to be called, were pro-secessionists once uh, South Carolina seceded from the Union. And who was there to watch the beating of Charles Sumner by Preston Brooks, a fire eater, one of our boys, with a cane? He beat him with a cane. And it was a brutal beating. And this happened in the course of a government session. Did you know this, Zach? No. Yes, it happened during a live session of the Kansas legislature. Legislature. An abolitionist was beaten ruthlessly by one of our boys. Preston Brooks, God bless him. And of course you have John Brown in the background. He wasn't there. But he quickly found out about it. John Brown went there, as he said, because his sons were there. Um, Let me pause a second, get a little off track. But William Barksdale of the Confederacy a general that ended up serving as the general of the Army of Northern Virginia. And served as the Mississippi general at Gettysburg. And he was shot nine times in the peach orchard at Gettysburg. His last words were to his wife, 
that he said to the the young man who was serving him water. He was asking for water as he took his last breath. Didn't know that he had the water and he was being served water. But he said, tell my wife that I died for my country and I fought bravely. He knew what was at stake during the war between the states. He knew what was at stake. Leaving Kansas was a prelude to what was about to come. If you turn on any news channel today, you can see the parallels of what happened then and what happened now. As we discussed in our previous podcast, Weimar Weimar Republic Weimar Republic is the same as what we live in right now is America. You see it, don't you, Zach? <laughs> Very much so, and it kills me that no one else does. Well, that the majority don't. If you're listening, it's because, you it's either because they don't. You and I are, as we talked about in the first episode, I believe. You have to, if you're a student of history, you can see the parallels because history repeats itself. If you're not a student of history and you're just an average consumer, someone who eats shit and dies, you're just going to be the people who just move with the ebb and flow of movements, left versus right. Am I right? Yeah, most people just go along. It's like, you know, what can I do to make me most comfortable today? I mean, it, uh, I think that, like we said before, only a small amount of, like a small, it only takes a small percentage of people to change the world. That's how it's always been. And, uh, that's why, I mean, to me, if, I think we already have the people within this movement we need. I absolutely. Uh, yeah, did you hear about the the study where they asked about, like, after Charlottesville, they asked about who do you support, and they said 12% of the population in this poll supported, quote-unquote, Nazis. If you do 12% yeah. out of our population, that's over a couple million people. Yeah, and then even more, like, even more felt that white Americans were under attack. Right. So, I mean, all it takes is that 12% to get active enough to make the other, like, 30, 30%, you know, comfortable. Yes, indeed. Well, the other 30% being the the average nor- white normie, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was almost half the country felt that well, you're gonna. You, you know as well as I do. You, you can't count, but I don't think that poll was. If it was, then tell me. Um, you can't count on at least half of white America, because the other half is uh, are libtards. Tell me they didn't count that, right? I have no clue. I mean. But that's true, and that proves the point that, you know, balkanization is the only way forward. Yeah. But Okay, so, yeah, we got a little off talk. It was good, good good conversation points. 
But back to the bleeding Kansas. Um, before the Civil War started, John Brown and his uh, gang of ruthless fags, is what I'll call them, because I fucking hate them. Fuck you. Fuck your <laughs> faggot fucking bandana and your bandits. They killed five Southerners who were part of the pro-slavery movement. Now, Zach, okay, we're going to have to do this. Yeah, I'm not a fan of slavery. I don't want to have to fucking have any slaves. Sorry for the F. Uh, Do you want any slaves? No, I don't, but I'm not going to I'm not going to throw our people under the bus that had them or were involved in that. Because no, it's all a different all, time. All, all, exactly, and the whole world has done it. And here's the thing. If we could have totally avoided the Civil War and got rid of slavery, it would have naturally been made, you know, naturally would have faded as industrialization would have came to the, the forefront, just like it did in every other nation. Once they moved away from agriculture, they got away from it. It, the Civil War was a useless, useless brother war. Yeah. No doubt. Um, in England, they actually paid the slave owners to free the slaves. But yet in our country, the supposed country of the utmost freedom, we had to shed half a million plus lives to free the slaves. It would have been far cheaper to just pay the Southerners to abolish slavery, but yet, no, no, no. Uh, we're the greatest country in the world. We got to kill a lot of people, right? Yeah, because you know, I mean, this yeah. country was created for freedom under the guise under the, the blindfold of freedom. This country is so much about freedom, folks. And yeah, I'm going off on a little tangent here, and I, I'm proud of it. But this country is so much about freedom. Why are we the biggest country with the biggest footprint across the globe? We have bases 150-plus in every section of the globe. They always said the sun never set on the British Empire. Well, we we agreed to go to World War One and help the British, and they gave us all their empire. Now the sun never sets on the American Empire. Zog's Empire. Why are we the world's policemen? Whoever said when we when we fought the British to get rid of taxes, we literally fought a war of independence to get rid of taxes and intrusion. And here we are intruding on the whole fucking world. Are you guys that dumb? Seriously. Wake the fuck up. Get fucking woke. If 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 you think if you support the American system right now, but you also love the founding fathers and the revolution. You're dumb as shit because you can't, you can't, you can't. They they don't match each other. The founding fathers are rolling in their graves right now. Yes, they are, brother. 
so <laughs> what else like uh what else really like happened to like uh create West Virginia? Okay, yeah. That's <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Back to Bleeding, Kansas. Brown and his commies, and that's what they were, they were commies. Whoever the fuck fought with John Brown were fucking communists under a different name. They just weren't named communists because he was ahead of the time for communist Russia. Killed five in the Potawatomi massacre in the sacking of Lawrence. Our boys replied in kind. In the sacking of Lawrence, one of our good sheriffs from Missouri in 1856, his posse destroyed a newspaper office and a hotel in the rebuttal of the Brown Tommy Potawatan massacre. John Brown wasn't done yet. His uh, Brown commanded anti-slavery forces at the Battle of Blackjack, June 2nd, 1865, I'm sorry, 1857, I believe, in the Battle of Osawatomi, August 30th, 1857. And you might ask yourself, what a battle, what do you mean here? No. These were live fire battles. Shoot them up, okay, corral style. You live a comfortable life, folks, but your life is vulnerable. These people are going to push and push and push to where you're going to have to shoot them up, okay, corral style, just like the Battle of Black Jack and Osawami. Because you've lived comfortable for a very, very long time. But the wool is about to be pulled off of the eyes of the people. We cannot sustain the system we are living in very much longer. We are going to lose the battle of the immigration. We will be overtaken. We will never be able to elect another conservative's presidency, so what are you going to do? Just let yourself die out, or are you going to fight? Exactly. And I think there's so many parallels with that today. I mean, uh, think think about like this. Like, something that happened in Kansas was one man and an idea led to them slaughtering people in West Virginia. So then think about today, a crazy radical idea that has been preached by uh, by communists into the heads of college kids is now starting to take root. We are witnessing mm-hmm. the same thing. We are witnessing the same thing happening, <clears throat> and uh, history always repeats itself. And I believe we're entering a new dawning age. I think we're entering a golden age. I think uh, we are going to take power. Very shortly, and uh, I think we'll, you know, quash all this commie leftist, J left bullshit, 
but I think it's very important to look at history and see the trajectory of where we're going because it's all lining up again. So you you have this one instigator do his stuff in Kansas. He, he comes was hung Western. in my town. I hope he said that. Yeah, I yeah, you were saying that. Spot. Like I, there, there's no monument for the spot, but if there was, uh, and I'll be able to find it out. We should we should I'm find go, it. I'm going, make... I'm going to go there and flag the spot. We, we should find it. And, we and I'm find just it. going to, the, the sign's going to be like communist traitors hanging in the street, and I'm going to have a fucking Confederate flag there. Right, boys? Hell yeah, Goy. What I say, what I say is, we research it and try to find where it was, or at least get close to where it was, and we uh, plant a we plant a memorial there and do a flash demonstration. Mm-hmm. But so we had so John Brown's in Kansas, does his shit there, brings it to West Virginia, he raids, kills a bunch of people. Uh, Jeb Jeb Stewart. And uh, Robert E. Lee quash it. They catch him. They hang him. Him and his sons. And then... Uh, hey, let me interrupt you real quick. Sorry, brother. You got to do it. Three or four local citizens who were just innocent bystanders died in this fucking thing. Okay? And they were killed by John Brown and his thugs. Oh, yeah. That's all I They are in a Charlestown cemetery where there are a lot of North and South Carolinians, among a few other states, uh, who passed away five years later at the Battle of Antietam, or Sharpsburg, that's what the Southerners call it, but the Yankees call it the Battle of Antietam. And I've witnessed it, and I went and visited, and I spent a few, uh, few hours of solace. With with our, our past on the people who fought and shared our same values. It's it's. Well, I will say if you've never been to like a, a a Confederate monument or like a Civil War graveyard or anything like that, it's very it's it's very eye opening. Um, very eye opening. And to me, to these men actually fought and died for these ideas, and we're having so much trouble just getting people mobilized off the internet. Like, if you want to talk about how your ancestors are watching and you're fighting this great fight, stop being a coward. Stop being a coward. Like, there have been men who have fought and died for for this idea and these values. You you got you cannot be a soldier if you don't do what a soldier does, <clears throat> and and that's all I'd want to say about that. But how like you're going to probably know more about this than me. So like during the the Civil War, uh, even though there was nothing civil about it, the, we'll call it the war. We'll say the war of Northern aggression. How did how did how? The war for the southern independence or war between the states. Either is fine. Yeah. Well, how like how did West Virginia actually like succeed? 
Okay, yeah, get right into that. After I explain why we don't call it the Civil War, because the Civil War, as I think I may have explained on the previous podcast, is two governing bodies fighting over the same government. And the South was not fighting to take over America any less than Germany was fighting to take over Russia. It was just simply the southern government wanting to succeed and alleviate themselves from northern influence just as Germany did not want to rule the Russians. They just wanted to get rid of the evil empire who was threatening to wipe them out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of you won't understand that second part, and we can get into it later, and we will. West Virginia is a illegitimate state, and it hurts me to say it, but in the same world, under the Constitution, my Constitution! <laughs> yeah. Okay, but... If you want to live by and die by the Constitution, you have to follow its rules. You can't just make shit up, right? Under the Constitution, you can't secede from a state that did not vote to secede. And if half the people who are able to vote are off at war fighting for the South, the Confederate States of America, that's an illegitimate vote. The only people who were left in West Virginia to vote for this were soy boys and your Nancys of the world. There are nine, as far as I know, Confederate monuments in the state of West Virginia. And all nine of them are devoted for the Confederate soldiers. There's zero Union monuments, to my knowledge. I could be wrong. To my knowledge, that's fact. Yeah, that that's right. We were, uh, yeah. This is so funny. We, uh, you were saying that earlier. Actually, I think we're just trying to say so much stuff. But this episode, like, this has been a fun episode. <laughs> but. Mhm. Uh. Oh man. So we got into. Uh, John Brown. So pretty much West Virginia is illegitimate because all the people that voted for it to become a state were the soy boys left back that wasn't bad on. Oh, I guess I could say pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about this, though. We are the most unique state in the nation. We can either use it to our benefit or it could be a detriment to our movement. What I'm talking about is we are the most least diverse state in the nation. The reason why I'm part of this podcast is because I have been places where I was forced out of and I've seen the benefit of quote-unquote diversity. And I moved out here to get away from that shit. Zach, as far as I know, has never faced what I've faced. 
I did for Most, I lived in a, I lived in I lived in Atlanta, so I did for a couple of years. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, let's go. We can sidetrack on that in a second. Most of the listeners who this podcast is directed to will never have to face what we're talking about or I faced. So you will never quite understand why I'm doing this and how bad it can possibly get. Part of our job and the goal for this podcast is to make you understand how bad it will get because we are next, folks. They are looking for the least diverse place and they are looking where the fuck to drop the Syrian refugees, okay? There has not been a single foot of wall built yet, and that was Donald Trump's platform. There will not be a single foot of wall built. They do not care. It's all talking points. It's going to be up to you, and you better share and spread the info and wake some people up because no one else is going to be here to protect you. It's up to you, and it's all on your shoulders, and you just better look for people who are on your side. Yeah, start networking, start talking to people, get involved, get off your ass and do something. Actually do something. If you really believe the stuff you preach and you want to make a difference, stop just, I mean, shit posting is fun and it's it's great to relieve stress, but we need to be in the streets, taking physical form, doing demonstrations and showing that this is real and we are real. Look, I mean, if you're you can afraid, say whatever, look. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off I'm a, because there's some people who are afraid of physical demonstrations. I am now one of them after Charlottesville. I don't feel like I, I'm not, I'm not going to put my head out until we, until we get bigger and stronger. I'm not willing to fucking show my face anymore. But you can still do a job and play your part by just red-pilling other people. If you lose yeah. all your friends, it's natural. I lost all my friends. I met Zach a month ago. He's like my new best fucking friend. Who cares? Your friends ain't shit. You're going to find out who's your real friend and who ain't. Okay? Right, Zach? Absolutely. I've made better friends in two years been involved in this movement than I have my whole life. One month ago, this guy said, I like your West Virginia hat and Confederate flag, and all we got the best podcast ever made, right? That's right. We're going to get on that's, Cantwell and the Seal Wall Network, Billy Roper. Dude, and that, I mean, we have, like, and, and when I say do something, don't think, I mean, like, you got to, I mean, me personally, I'm a very active, I'm a very activist-based person. Um, I'm, I go out there. I mean, I, but I also don't have to worry as much about being doxxed because I have a, I have a trade and a skill that no matter what people think about me, if I do my yeah, trade. Yeah, he, he builds gas chambers for a living, folks. <laughs> I'm going to do it for our new Reich when it comes in. <laughs> but no matter what people say about me. If no, I he can works do my, in the gas industry. I'll tell you that. That's all. 
<laughs> so I don't have as much. I, <laughs> That's good shit, ain't it, brother? I know, and, and I don't have as much to worry about. But <laughs> everybody, everybody can at least be red pilling each other. Uh, I mean, we've pretty much hit our. How do you you want to end the hour on a certain way? Let me take my show notes here. Oh, they were Marines led by Robert E. Lee and Jeb Stewart. Tried for treason and hung in Charlestown. Um, Yeah, well, I'm glad I read that part because I'm going to tell you something, folks. As much as I hate John Brown, there's a placard in front of the, um, the court of Charlestown, West Virginia, and it gives, like, John Brown's last famous words. And he was like, if I have to have my bloodshed for something I believe in, in uh, the wave of the future, et cetera, et cetera, then I'm glad I could do so. And when I read that, even though I hated that, and I, I walked into reading it, 100% of Southern Man, I 100% appreciated his goal. Because he believed in what he was fighting for so much that he was willing to die for it. And he did die for it. That's something a lot of you guys need to be able to pick up on. And if you can't, I would suggest you doing some more research and realizing how vital you are to this operation. You have to be willing to die for what we need to do here. Because... If you're not, we'll never win. I'll say this before we end it. I hate, absolutely hate, uh, Islam and its its physical manifestations, and uh, you know, and other and other things. But any man who will pick up a rifle and fight for his ideas, even if I hate those ideas. I have more respect for him than someone who will say their ideas but not own up to them. And I think that's the line of what makes you a man or not. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to this, what are you talking about? That the the willingness to suicide bomb or what? Fuck no! I'm that? just I, no no no. Why'd you say Muslims then? Because that's my, that's my experience of a. Uh, you know, like when I was in the military, you know, the enemy of the, of my time. Oh, okay. Uh, but any man, any man who will fight for his ideas, I have a certain amount of respect for. Uh, even if they're my enemy, I will respect. I will respect them. But, and we all need to have that. We all need to be willing to shed blood for our ideas. That's the only way ideas have power. That is the only way ideas have power. Yeah. And I feel like uh, we can end this one. I'm going to say I hope you've enjoyed episode four. It's been a shitposting, drunkenness, and tangents, and and uh, fucking and John dog. Brown. You hear the dog is squeaking. Oh, dude, I've heard the dog the whole second hour. <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. 
<laughs> That's okay. He's, it's he's a got German a Shepherd. If that means anything, maybe it will save me. She's 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 just she's preparing. She's preparing for Rahoa. <laughs> All right, brother. Um, but, let me ask you this. What's your name? Mom? I'm Bobby Lee. And I'm Zaki Zyklon. And we're the West Virginia boys. And don't you forget it. Hope you enjoyed episode four. It was a bit more casual, a bit more laid back. Uh we we weren't we really weren't in the mood to do some some I mean it's been some big brain nibba stuff, but not the whole episode. Uh but hope you've enjoyed our uh, rants and our, you know, tangents. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you my opinion of it. I was ready to rock, and I was high energy, and I think if you guys watched any of the first three, you can see I was higher energy. Uh, you're just a little less organized this time, and there's nothing wrong with that. I know you, do, I know you enjoyed it. We had a good show tonight. And I know, and you, no matter what, you still learn stuff because I learn stuff, and if I learn stuff, you y'all learn something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll end it on that. And the last words I want to end on this podcast is, "Fuck John Brown, long live the Confederacy." Oh, amen. Okay, man, you there? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.